a look at the New York Giants depth chart, plus our first look at the Denver Broncos, the Giants week one opponents. All that and more coming up next on today's Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trainer. Happy to have you here on this Wednesday. It is hump day. The Giants, though, are getting to work on the Denver Broncos. So on today's show, we are going to take a look at the Denver Broncos. We're going to get our first look at the offense and the defense and the special teams. And we're also going to talk a little bit about the Giants' first unofficial depth chart of the 2021 regular season. A few things kind of jumped out at me, so we'll talk about that to start the show, and then we'll get into the the preview, if you will, of the Denver Broncos. All right, Giant fans, before we get into today's show, just a couple quick notes. Tomorrow, we will have the crossover show with the guys over at Locked On Broncos, Cody Rourke, Sayer Bettinger. We'll be talking Giants Broncos breakdowns and get the lowdown from the Broncos side of things. Anything that pops up between now and the time we do the show. And also coming up on the Locked On Giants podcast, I'm going to have a one-on-one interview with Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard. He's involved in a brand new promotion with Pepsi. And he's going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk a little bit about Giants football. Sterling had some very interesting things to say about the Giants offense, about um, the receiver group. Just really good insight from Sterling Shepard, one of my favorite guys to interview from a long, long list of guys that I enjoy speaking with. So Sterling was very forthcoming. And that show is going to be coming up later on this week here on the Lockdown Giants podcast. Hope you will check it out. Okay, folks, let's kick things off on this show talking about the Giants' first unofficial depth chart. Now, to be clear, we call it the unofficial depth chart because it doesn't come from the Giants' coaching staff. It is put together by the Giants' PR staff, and it is based on what we know to be true about um, how guys have lined up in the open parts of practice. That doesn't mean that What you see on this depth chart is what you're going to necessarily see on game day. So let's talk about um, some things that kind of caught my eye regarding the depth chart. And the first thing I think that popped out at me, and it's not really a surprise given how the summer has gone and what Joe Judge has said about, you know, the, the whole situation, but Nate Solder is listed as the starting right tackle ahead of Matt Parrott. Now, actually, I believe what Judge is going to do is he's going to rotate Solder and Parrot because they want to continue to get Parrot some experience and some snaps on that offensive line at right tackle. That said, Nate Solder has been named the starter. So here's the thing. Um, I went back and I looked at Nate Solder's performance. I checked out Pro Football Focus. Solder allowed one pass pressure in 20 preseason snaps, which is a 90 percent pass blocking efficiency rating. Parrott, who is in his second season out of UConn, allowed two pass pressures, 
one of which was a sack. And that was in 50 offensive snaps over the summer. And, um, you know, while the math works out to a better uh, pass blocking efficiency rating, I think it comes out to 95%, where Solder actually was better than Parrot was in run blocking. So kind of not surprised that the Giants went in that direction. It looked all along. That's how it might end up. Parrot got off to the slow start at training camp. You know, at the beginning of training camp, he was on uh, the pup list with a back ailment. And, um, you know, Solder in making the transition from left tackle to right tackle, um, a role, by the way, right tackle being a role that he hadn't played since his rookie season back in, I believe, 2011 was his rookie season. Solder just looked better this summer. And uh, it is not a surprise that he is going to be the starter or the projected starter at right tackle. But again, we will see Parrot in some uh, some snaps. I don't know how they're going to work it, if it's going to be every second series or or how the coach is going to work it. But there is going to be a rotation not crazy about the fact that they're going to do a rotation because, you know, to me, just stay with one offensive line configuration and just run with it. Don't keep messing it up, but that's what judge likes to do. So we'll see how it works out and we'll see if parent earns enough experience and trust from the coaching staff to ultimately take over that right tackle spot. All right. On the defensive side of the ball, I guess the only thing that kind of jumped out at me initially and uh, after thinking about it, it makes sense again, is that the Giants listed O'Shane Zimenez ahead of second round pick Aziz Ojolari. Now, Zimenez was on the, on the pup list to start training camp, but he came on pretty strongly in the pass rush department once he came off the pup list, whereas Ojolari had to deal with, um, I think it was something with his leg. I'm not sure exactly the what the exact ailment was, but he was slowed down this summer, so he missed a few, you know, practices here and there. So Zimenez is going to show up as the starter opposite of Lorenzo Carter. I do, however, think that by the end of the year, you will see Ojulari become the starter opposite of Lorenzo Carter. Um, Zimenez, just getting back to him, showed promise as a pass rusher, but where he struggled, and this is where he's been struggling ever since, he came into the NFL is in run defense, setting that edge. So we'll see how that how he does if he gets any better in in that area. But that was clearly an issue for him when he um, when he played this preseason. Just struggled to keep that edge clean against the run. Couple other noteworthy items from the Giants' first unofficial depth chart. C.J. Board and Jabril Peppers are going to be the two returners. So C.J. Board will be the kickoff returner and Jabril Peppers will be the punt returner. Now, originally, I believe what the Giants had hoped to do is have John Ross be the kickoff returner. John Ross has been injured uh, for most of the summer. He is currently on IR. There was also some talk about possibly having Kadarius Toney as the kickoff returner. And we all know what's happened with Kadarius Tony. He's been uh, limited with his practices because of the stint on COVID. So that between that and also a t- rather telling uh, comment from special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee about feeling like they can trust him in that role uh, pretty much sealed the deal as far as 
the kickoff returner role. And that, of course, going to CJ Board, who averaged 26.3 yards per kickoff return on four returns this summer. Not bad. Not bad. I think he was um, ninth overall amongst kickoff return specialists in the preseason who had at least four returns. So that'll work, I guess. Now, the interesting thing about Peppers as the punt returner, which, all right, I get it. It's It fits him, but it's not really a role that I hoped he would keep because of how valuable he is to the defense. But this was a case of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So Peppers, even though he didn't have any punt returns this summer that I remember at any rate, um, he averaged 12.5 yards per punt return last year, which was the best on the Giants and also the fourth best in the league amongst punt returners that had at least 15 returns. So those are probably the biggest surprises or the biggest noteworthy things about the first edition of the unofficial depth chart. And again, I say it's unofficial because it'll change. And and also I'll leave you with this before we uh, take a break and then transition into the breakdown of the Denver Broncos. Just because a guy is listed as a starter, that doesn't mean anything. You know, the Giants might decide to open up in, say, for example, their nickel package on Sunday when they face the Broncos. So that means maybe you don't see the second uh, inside linebacker, Tate Crowder, who's listed in that spot. So take the depth chart with a, a grain of salt. It will change. It'll, you know, depending on the packages and stuff that the Giants want to run, all that's going to change. So I wouldn't put too much stock into that other than using it as a resource for what to expect on Sunday. All right, Giant fans, coming up next, we are going to start to take a look at the Denver Broncos, whom the Giants host Sunday, September 12th, 425 p.m. Eastern kickoff in their week one regular season opener. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Giant fans, get all the latest news, odds, info, and sign-up bonuses for all your sporting needs by heading over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. When you open an account and use our special promo code LOCKEDON, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Giant fans, let's get into the Denver Broncos. Now, again, tomorrow we're going to have our crossover show with Cody Rourke and Sarah Bettinger. They are the co-hosts of the Locked on Broncos podcast. They'll be able to give us specifics as far as the questions we might have about the Denver Broncos. They'll also be able to give us updates on the injury statuses, what we might be able to expect, and so on and so forth. But Today, I'm going to give you an overview, and I'm going to start with the Broncos offense. All right, so the main story with the Broncos offense, obviously, is the quarterback situation where Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke engaged in a quarterback competition throughout the summer. Head coach Vic Fangio named Teddy Bridgewater as his starter. Really not a surprise there because Bridgewater is a little bit more established And also, I think what some people tend to forget is even though Bridgewater was injured during the time that Pat Shermer was the Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator, 
Shermer knows Bridgewater. He knows what he's capable of doing. He knows his strengths and weaknesses. So the fact that the Broncos went with Bridgewater, really not a surprise there because, again, of the familiarity I think Shermer has with Bridgewater and also, you know, Bridgewater's experience. So I'm not overly surprised that they went in that direction. All right. But here's the thing to keep in mind when it comes to the Broncos and their offense. They have a loaded offensive skill position group. Cortland Sutton is returning from injury. Um, They have uh, draft picks, Jerry Judy and KG Hamler. So you're talking some explosive deep threats there at receiver. Uh, Tim Patrick is another guy to keep an eye on. Um, So you're talking about a four deep wide out, which uh, gives Bridgewater any number of options to throw to throw to. And uh, that's going to be a good matchup actually for the Giants defensive secondary. Um, That Broncos receiving core, if everybody is healthy and on the field, it becomes a pick your poison type of deal as far as who gets doubled up, who gets uh, singled and uh, which way the Giants decide to roll their coverage. All right. Now, if that's not enough to make you a little bit concerned about what the Broncos offense can do, Running back, let's take a look at that. They have one of the, I think, most underrated uh, running backs, young running backs on their roster, Javanta Williams, who they drafted in the second round. That the Broncos running game, that's a dangerous game. And especially, you know, behind that offensive line, which I'll talk about in a minute. So they've got a solid receiving core. They've got a solid group of running backs if everybody's healthy. And let's talk about tight end. At tight end, Noah Font is going. Looks like he's going to be okay to play. I know he was dealing with an injury, so this is a guy who um, has breakout potential in year three. They also have another tight end who's even faster than Font, Albert Okawebanong. So the Broncos' skill position players, they've got some good guys there. But uh, you know what? We'll get into matchups when we do the uh, the crossover show with uh, Cody Rourke and, and Sarah Bettinger on Thursday, but that's a good, good matchup for the Giants defense. And I think it's one that the Giants will will uh, match up well against. Now, here is the X factor, I think, for the Broncos, and that is their offensive line, which is pretty solid for the most part. I mean, at left tackle, Garrett Bowles, a guy who I liked in the draft when he was coming out, has... Uh, finally broken through and and begun to play to his potential. I know he he had a bit of a rough start early on in his career. He's been playing a lot better. And I think he was like one of the top left offensive tackles last year in the NFL. The um, right side, Jawan James was originally supposed to be the right tackle. He, of course, suffered the Achilles tear and he's no longer uh, on the roster. So the projected starting right tackle for the Broncos is going to be former Chicago Bear offensive tackle Bobby Massey. So um, if you're looking for a weak link there, Massey's probably the guy, but not by that much, to be honest with you. So for the most part, you know, the Broncos offensive line, with the exception of, of, like I said, the right tackle, pretty much returns intact from the year before. So uh, that includes Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, the, the third, and Graham Glasgow. 
So when you have a unit that's been playing together, ideally, the hope is that that unit is going to gel and play better, which by the way, the Giants are obviously hoping with their offensive line, but I digress. But um, overall, that offensive line of the Broncos is going to be something to watch. It's going to be a good test for that Giants pass rush that they're going to try and generate to rattle and move Teddy Bridgewater off his spots. So here's the thing, the bottom line with the Broncos offense. If Bridgewater can distribute the ball evenly amongst his playmakers, if he doesn't have to worry about pressure to where he's forced into making mistakes, the Broncos offense is poised to have a productive day. That said, again, I do think the Giants defense is going to be up to the task. I like a lot of the matchups. I don't think the Giants are really overmatched in any area. Um, but uh you know, it's going to come down to man versus man as always. And, you know, I think the Giants will be able to hold their own against this Broncos offense. I really do. I think Bridgewater and getting to him and moving him off his mark and just disrupt, disrupting the head, if you will, that's going to obviously be the key for the Giants defense. And I think they can pull it off. Hey, Giant fans, Built Bar is a healthy, low-carb, low-sugar, and high-protein treat that will satisfy your sweet tooth. Choose from nine amazing flavors plus the occasional limited-time offering available in nut and nut-free varieties. Visit BuiltBar.com and get 15% off your first order with the promo code LOCK15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Hey, Giant fans, football season is back, so let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or your office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margins, Confidence Pools 33, and many, many more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full season, playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your own pool for your business or your bar or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join the nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. And check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere and everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season is starting September 9th. So start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool set up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. Game on. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. We are talking Denver Broncos. This is your first look at the Denver Broncos who come in Sunday to MetLife Stadium, 425 p.m. kickoff for week one. It should be a pretty good game. These are two teams that, you know, have a lot of uh, talent on either side of the ball. And there are some interesting matchups that we'll probably get into later on in the week when we do our crossover show Thursday with Cody Rourke and Sayer Bettinger of Locked On Broncos. But for now, let's take a look at that Broncos defense, all right? So 
the injury bug kind of ripped through that defense a little bit last year. But this year, the Broncos defense is not only healthier, but they've upgraded several areas. So let's talk about that defense now. Von Miller, obviously, we've got to talk about him. He is the premier pass rusher on that Broncos defense and a guy who is going to team up with Bradley Chubb. All right. So they're going to square off against projected starting offensive tackles, Andrew Thomas and Nate Solder. All right. That is a nice, nice matchup for the Broncos to potentially take advantage of. All right. In addition to Chubb and Von Miller, Shelby Harris mans the inner part of the Broncos defensive front. So he is kind of the unquestioned leader. The nose tackle who will be lining up probably over center Nick Gates is Mike Purcell, who was injured last year. He dealt primarily with a Liz Frank injury and, um, Rounding off that defensive front for the Broncos is Dremont Jones. All right, now let's move to the linebacker position. So they have um, the return of Alexander Johnson and Josie Joel. They're inside uh, starting linebackers. And those two guys, when it comes to the run defense, they were amongst the highest graded guys um, by pro football focus in terms of uh, run defense amongst inside linebackers depth. They have um, Justin Sternard came back and Baron Browning uh, draft pick this year. So they have a pretty deep inside linebacker uh, core to work with cornerback. The Broncos have uh, Patrick Sertain, the second, um, they also have Kyle Fuller, who they added in free agency, the former Chicago Bear. And um, I'm just and Ronald Darby is, is another guy they've added. So the Broncos actually upgraded their cornerback depth last year, which was a problem. And it was so good that basically it's like, okay, which one of those guys do you put on the bench? You know, Sertain the second is is a rookie, but a very promising rookie who looked good in the in the preseason. Uh, their slot cornerback is Bryce Callahan, who is who's a solid guy in his own with coverage. And my gosh, they've got a solid, solid group there of cornerbacks. And it's going to be interesting to see how they match up against the Giants receivers. The Giants are expected to have Kenny Galladay available in some capacity. Sterling Shepard will, of course, be out there on the field. I don't know if of, uh, Kadarius Tony is going to be out there just yet. Um, as I record this, we don't have the initial injury report, so we need to find out what he's able to do. Darius Slayton will be out there. So, you know, that's that's going to be an interesting matchup and one that hopefully the Giants will be able to win. But I'll tell you what, that Denver that group of Denver cornerbacks, uh, that's a stout group and uh, a very tough group. All right, at safety, if you think the Giants have a pretty strong safety group, which, by the way, I do think the Giants have a pretty strong safety group, the Broncos have a pretty strong safety group as well. So at strong safety is Kareem Jackson. And then, of course, at free safety, Broncos have Justin Simmons, who got a new contract in the offseason. I think at the time that contract made him one of the highest, if not the highest paid safeties in the league. And I think, you know, since then, Jamal Adams in Seattle uh, has passed him in, for that honor. But but still, Justin Simmons is really, you know, a true deep center fielder 
who has been a, a key point of that defensive secondary for Denver. All right, so overall, that Broncos defense, that's a good test for this Giants offense. You know, right down to the offensive line, you know, the Giants offensive line having to protect quarterback Daniel Jones, but this is going to be a good test. Can the Giants get the ball out of their hands quickly enough and to the receivers? And how's the running game going to fare against this very run-tough Denver defense. So these are all questions that need to be answered on Sunday. And it's going to be, it's going to be a good matchup for the Giants. All right, folks, before we say goodbye on this show, don't forget tomorrow we have the crossover show. Locked on Broncos co-host Cody Rourke and Sayer Bettinger will be with me. We'll talk about the matchups. I'll also have the latest from the Giants practice on Wednesday. It's a big day for Saquon Barkley who is going to go through a padded practice and no decision yet made on Saquon Barkley by head coach Joe Judge, who said he wants to see how he gets through the rest of the week. But um, I have a feeling we might see Saquon in some kind of limited fashion on Sunday as I record this on a uh, Tuesday afternoon. Um, And then also coming up on the Lockdown Giants podcast, I'm not sure which day we're going to do it, but we will have that interview with Sterling Shepard that I spoke about at the beginning of the show. So I hope you'll check all that out. And folks, if you're not already doing so, please like and subscribe our YouTube channel. If you have any comments or feedback, leave them in the comments. I'm happy to check them out. And if you're listening to me on Odyssey or Apple or any of the audio podcast platforms, um, you can always check out the show notes. Make sure you check out the show notes for details on how you can win your choice of an NFL jersey through a promotion we're running with our friends over at runyourpool.com. So lots going on still to come here on the Lockdown Giants podcast. I'd like to thank you for tuning in and we will talk to you again tomorrow.